This is the public speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. I've been waiting for my cold to go away so I could record this episode, but time has come and I need to record. So today is part two of our mini series talking about African American vernacular English, standard English, and public speaking. Please check out part one to familiarize yourself with the controversy surrounding this topic. Today's sponsor is Shutterstock.com. They are the place that I go to to find the perfect image for my projects. In fact, I just finished up a big project that I'm using lots and lots of images from Shutterstock. And I like going to them because they add 10,000 images a day, which means I'm always bound to find something new. I like their search tool. You can search by the topic, by subject or emotion. And as a small business owner, the best part is the pricing. They have ways that you can buy just image packs or you can do the monthly subscription. I generally go with the image packs because I buy usually a group of them and then I don't do a project and then I work on a project and I buy another set of image packs. In any case, you can download any image, any size. It's all one price. Shutterstock, if you haven't tried it yet, give it a try. You can go look at the images. You can save something down to your light box. And then if you decide to purchase, just make sure you use the offer code LISA3. And on new accounts, you'll receive a 30% off. So that's Lisa3. Go to Shutterstock.com and use that code Lisa3. Recently, I received an email from a university professor asking for some advice on how to handle poor grammar in speeches. And that's for the students who had minimal training in language skills. So in part one of the series, I talked about the controversy surrounding using African-American vernacular in the classroom. And today, what I'd like to cover is my approach to this issue when teaching university-level public speaking classes. I'll also include some helpful resources. As you likely know, I've been teaching public speaking for many, many years. And in fact, I've taught students from many different cultural, linguistic, and socioeconomic backgrounds. And in fact, I've taught many university-level public speaking classes as well. And that included students who were raised primarily using African-American language. For me, when it comes to public speaking and language choice, the main question that needs to be asked is, Which words will be best for this particular audience? In the classroom, I was the primary audience, or the teacher is the primary audience. But of course, the students are also listening too. And for me, I needed to be able to understand the speech in order to give effective feedback. When students made presentations using African-American language, for the most part, I still understood the overall messages that were being communicated. Although, I'll admit... There were instances when I was unclear about the meaning of certain words or certain phrases, but usually students noticed the confused look on my face and would offer to, quote, translate the terms that I didn't understand. In terms of my evaluations, my approach was to focus on what the student was communicating, the message, the organization, and the delivery, rather than on the grammar. I tried to keep my classroom reviews mostly positive, primarily focusing on what the student was doing well as a good example for the other students to follow. In general, I only gave one or two things that the student could do to work on for the next speech to get better. If a student had numerous errors in standard English, particularly if many of the mistakes could be perceived in the workplace as glaring grammatical errors, I would only highlight one or two and explain how the same thing could be said using standard English. And then for students who were thirsty for more help, I would provide more guidance privately, but I never made grammar the focus of my critiques. I often tell students of all backgrounds that when choosing the language of your speech, 
it's critically important to consider their audience. Not only the audience, but the topic and the occasion. For example, after the explosion of the space shuttle Challenger, the president delivered a speech that contained lofty, serious language, in an effort, of course, to uplift the American people. It would have been completely inappropriate to use everyday, casual, or even funny language for that speech. In the classroom, if the primary audience is a room full of classmates who are all familiar and comfortable with African-American language, then blending both standard English and African-American language in that speech might be appropriate. But, on the other hand, if the audience isn't familiar with African-American vernacular, and if the topic doesn't lend itself to it, then the speaker should strive to use standard English to get their points across. I think anything else just confuses the listener and the speaker, then they lose the attention of the audience. I ended up advising the professor who wrote me to provide additional language resources for those students who wanted to improve their use of standard English. I highly recommend Purdue University's online writing lab, that's OWL. They have many, many great resources for this type of learning and practice. I also highly recommend, of course, my quick and dirty tips colleague, Mignon Fogarty, aka Grammar Girl. She really makes grammar easy and fun to understand, and it's a bonus that the students can download to their smartphone each of the episodes of the podcast. In fact, listening to podcasts while following along with the written article, it's a great way to learn standard grammar usage and pronunciation. It's also good to find out what other resources might be available through the university. They might just offer one-on-one tutoring to help with writing in grammar schools. Many schools do that. Ultimately, at the university level, any professor, including public speaking, or maybe especially in public speaking, they're responsible for helping the student to advance their communication skills. It's also important to recognize that for some students, this is a significant challenge, especially if they're adult learners. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. This episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you to take your creative projects to the next level. For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code LISA3. That's Shutterstock.com and use the offer code LISA3. This last message is for those of you, the thousands of you that have purchased my book, Smart Talk, and you've got it sitting on your desk, and you've gone through it, and you found something helpful in it. Would you help me out and go leave a review, either on Amazon or Goodreads, wherever you bought your book? That would really help me out. And also, if you could contact me and let me know that you've done it. Thank you so much. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.